So, you're probably wondering to yourself, the U.S. Army has an esports program? Why? And how do I join? The U.S. Army esports program is a recruiting outreach tool to help the Army connect with the fast-growing esports audience. Video games are a way for players to connect with each other, build teamwork, and hone in problem-solving skills. Translatable skills in today's Army. Aside from recruiting, the U.S. Army esports program is comprised of soldiers that share the same passion for video games and esports just as everyone else in the world. So, how do you get started? Well, it all starts on our verified Discord server. In this community, there are some key games that are built around a competitive structure. Managers of these games assess talent through community play, tournaments, and formal tryouts. Those that rise to the top have the opportunity to represent the U.S. Army esports team abroad at tournaments and conventions. Keep in mind, official team slots are currently open to active duty and Army Reserve soldiers only. So, now that you got the rundown, I guess we'll see you online. Do you have what it takes? guys and dolls, uh, babies and girls, it's your uh, Chapo here. We're back. It's me, Will. We've got Felix, Matt, and Amber. Kings, queens, and jacks, but the Joker is always wild. How are you guys doing? Good. Yes. All right. Well, uh, I suppose let's kick things off uh, this week. I've just got, you know, I'd like to introduce the first topic of discussion uh, thusly. Goodbye, Barry. I'm flying over you. Goodbye, Barry. And I was actually uh, looking up the lyrics to that song, and they do actually sort of read like a Barry Weiss column, because they're like, you know, you, you say all things pass into the night, and I say, hold on, sir. I must say you're wrong. And if I do that, I will be posting a um, open letter about all things passing into the night quite shortly. So uh, this is uh, this year's, I would say, Probably most consequential news story. I mean, like it's in terms of the earth-shattering events that have happened in 2020. Barry Weiss's uh, self-cancellation from the New York Times, I would say, ranks above you know COVID, the presidential primary, George Floyd protests, and whatever the hell's going on in China. This is, I mean, honestly, if you're not thinking and talking about this already, like you know, where have you been? I mean, the media has been um, just so so irresponsible and not covering the story more. How do you guys feel about this? Um, I feel like my life has changed. Uh, you know, I used to rely on Barry Weiss to read articles in the New York Times that were iconoclastic, uh, heterodoxical articles that said things like, why don't lefties like Israel? And, uh, you know, I went to another country and it was different than America. Um, I don't know where I'll go to read this seventh grade quality writing anymore. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's, a. Uh... There's a hole, uh, a berry-shaped hole in uh, all of our hearts right now. I think it's, like, pretty clear that she wasn't, like, bullied out of the New York No, yeah, that's quite obvious. Like, that's, there was also, like, a whole bunch of people that stepped down at the same time to be like, this isn't a liberal, blah, 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 blah. And it's like, oh, you're launching something with, like, Sullivan, like. Yeah, no, it's uh, Andrew Sullivan, Ben Shapiro, and Barry all fucking uh, resigned from their their perches at once, and I'm, I'm sure are going to be working on like what will become probably the most insufferable thing ever created by humanity. But yeah, I mean, it just I like can't it's, wait. yeah, I can't wait. Um, sure, certainly to be gold, uh, sure to be gold. 
Um, I guess like it's just as far as the, the New York Times goes. Um, I, I guess like the, the her defenders are like, you know, I cannot believe the New York Times allowed this to happen. That like they fostered an abusive workplace, and it's just like, well, all they did was, I don't know, hire her, promote her, and fucking uh, give her, pay her handsomely to just shit out like the the most. I feel like said the most, you know, medium talent. I mean, that would be actually too complimentary to describe her as medium talent fucking drivel imaginable but like what the one thing the new york times couldn't do was get her co-workers to like her or not make fun of her and i guess the uh the specific social media policy that they created for her where it was just like hey uh you can't fave tweets making fun of this broad if uh you're in the times newsroom and you know like it just it's a it's a brilliant career move for her because she's going to parlay it into you know I'm sure another successful venture for her, but, you know, gets to make the New York Times look bad in the process and also um, weaponize her identity in a very cloying and uh, transparent way while she's uh, going out the door and decrying other people doing the same. Right. I mean, like Barry Weiss is not particularly like in the in comparison to other people on the Times masset. She's hardly like even ranks the most odious right winger. So the idea that she's just like so much of a firebrand that she was getting bullied and in this sort of like notoriously collegial behind closed doors kind of world of like, you know, legacy media publications, they might, you know, be shitty to each other on Twitter. But I think that's just that's largely a performance for us. Like, I, I don't doubt that they didn't like her, but I think it had mostly to do with the fact that she's uh, a dumb dumb. She's a like dumb a, baby. She's a yeah, very she's, dumb baby. She's a dumb little roly-poly baby. And she types out her little dumb-dumb takes with her little ravioli hands. <laughs> and uh, she, I mean, she's not Brett Stevens. I mean, she's there's so many more evil people on there. So it's like she's kind of grasping for some kind of iconoclast label that she doesn't quite have the intelligence to even achieve. I mean, and okay, why don't, we, why don't I just uh, dip into her uh, her resignation letter? Like I said, this is you know, you know, future generations will re- recount this like the Magna Carta, basically. So she just says here, uh, tw- Twitter is not on the masthead of the New York Times, but Twitter has become its ultimate editor. As the ethics and mores of that platform have become those of the paper, the paper itself has increasingly become a kind of performance space. Stories are chosen and told in a way to satisfy the narrowest of audience, rather than allow a curious public to read about the world and then draw their own conclusions. I was always taught that journalists were charged with writing the first rough draft of history. Now history is itself one more ephemeral thing molded to fit the needs of a predetermined narrative. And it's like... Is it that? Yeah, like, has I, it that I, always that, like, That's been her job, true. though. Yeah, that's like... always, like... Yeah. Is she saying that... Is she saying that... That's dumb shit, but is it also... History has literally always been politicized. Like, always. Like, history is never... It's not just something happens and five years later, everyone gets together and agrees on the objective narrative for it, for when they yeah. teach about it. That's just, that is the sign of a shitty thinker to say like that. She, like she's talking about how like, oh, you know, uh, like, you know, like the, the role of the journalist is to, you know, write the first draft of history. And it's like, you're not a she's journalist. Not a journalist. You're, you're either, a fucking, yeah. you're a pundit. You're a commentator. Right. So like your right. role is to offer your opinion and then like, and then defend the boundaries of what you think is acceptable within the discourse. You know, so uh, and, and this and this idea that um, like, you know, 
if you wanted to make a statement about like the dire state of journalism today, you would, you know, talk with the fact of like the media consolidation and like just the mass layoffs of, which have led to the fact that there is basically no local media left in this country whatsoever. It's like, but the idea that like it's, 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 it's never been harder to be a contrarian pundit in America is just so fucking nauseating. And what, what, you know, it's like what bothers me about, about this kind of shit is like everyone wants to be a contrarian. But nobody wants to fucking like just, uh, you know, like really actually go. They, they, you know what I mean? It's this weird thing where people, they want to be loved by the same people that they make a career out of winding up. And, that, and that's basically like her complaint here. She, she goes on to write, my own forays into wrong think have made me the subject of constant bullying by my colleagues who disagree yeah. with my views. Oh, you're like 40 years old. She wants to have her takes and eat them, too. Yeah, exactly. They have called me a Nazi and a racist. I have learned to brush off comments about how I'm writing about the Jews again. Several colleagues oh, perceived whoever to- said that. <laughs> whoever <laughs> said that. You are the only funny person to ever work for that paper. Whoever just... Wa- I mean, this didn't happen. Let's be honest. No, but yeah. it's if, not. If, if, if someone went up to her and was like, what's up, Barry, writing about the Jews again? <laughs> you are the, literally the only funny New York Times employee ever. I, although I do think that also, is she also, also, you called me anti-Semitic. <laughs> That's yeah. true. That's yeah. true. I mean, she calls everyone anti-Semitic. She literally built her career off of trying to cancel um, a Palestinian professor at Columbia. This guy, oh, Joseph yeah. Mossad, who's, yes, that is his actual last name. Unfortunate. Mossad. Yeah. Uh, he's also a, a dumb dumb too, but he's not politically indefensible. And they accused him of saying just extremely anti-Semitic stuff that he never said. Um, I mean, she... She built and, and her, her whole her career. Yeah, 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 yeah. And like, yeah, but yeah, her yeah, whole yeah. argument about that at Columbia was that like, oh, like I don't feel safe on campus because of this professor with his like anti-Israel views. I mean, it, no, it it's could, exactly. It couldn't exactly. be more perfect. This, this, like this gay Foucauldian Christian Palestinian who I believe is about five foot four. I'd feel very unsafe. Literally, they invented the language that every like every person you think ruined Twitter, like the people who came from Tumblr when they banned porn. <laughs> they, the first person to talk like them was Barry Weiss, saying everything made her feel unsafe. Right. She goes, but uh, I do think that there's something to, like, I mean, again, she wasn't, I just don't think she was pushed out. I don't think she was bullied. I, there are so many died, yeah. worse people. On she it. was clearly waiting to get fired to be a martyr, and then they never bothered to fire her because nobody cared enough. Nobody and cares. so she had to fire herself. They, they forgot kept, about her. She's, yeah. the, uh, the, the, the paychecks just kept rolling they in. They sent her to just, Australia. That's how much they yeah. did not give a shit. She's um, uh, the Stephen Root character in Office Space. They just forgot, <laughs> and she just keeps... Yeah. We fixed the payroll problem, Barry. He said, I, I don't care if they lay me off either, because I told, I told Bill that if they move my desk one more time, then, then, I, then I'm quitting. I'm going to quit. Um, no, but I, just, uh, just finishing up here, like uh, the, this bleat about um, the hostile work environment she found herself in. She says, several colleagues perceived to be friendly with me were badgered by coworkers. My work and my character were openly demeaned on company-wide Slack channels where masthead editors regularly weigh in. There, some coworkers insist I need to be rooted out if this company is to be truly an inclusive one, while others post axe emojis next to my name. Oh, it just, no, are uh, you it just, okay? Oh, man. Uh, just yeah. white, women, white women hate having emojis sent to them. They really they don't like so it. Much. It is the most traumatic well, thing that could happen to them. But I showed this to a, a few of you guys, and I realized um, in a 
in a um, sort of a stoned epiphany that what the New York Times thought they were getting when they hired Barry was a kind of uh, millennial wunderkind, you know, uh, one of those 32-year-old wunderkinds or whatever. <laughs> and they were thought they were getting something sort of fresh and, and uh, I don't know, millennial-y. And they didn't know that she was such a dum-dum. And uh, they thought that they were going to sort of invigorate their readership with like a quote-unquote younger voice, when in fact Barry is kind of the opposite of a prodigy in that she is a millennial with ev- who has internalized every boomer idea that there is, which is why they like her. She's like yeah. this really strange person with like an old brain. Yeah, I was talking about this the other night. And like uh, someone pointed this out on Twitter, and I haven't been able to stop thinking about it because of how true I think it is. It's like the other person that like whose career and life and personality most accurately mirrors that of Barry Weiss's is Pete Buttigieg, because they are both these kind of weird like Vichy millennials who have been promoted in a fashion that like vastly out of whack with their actual talents or abilities. And, you know, I mean, like with, you know, Pete Buttigieg, I'm sure it was the CIA backing him up. But with Barry, it was this like, you know, quite influential network of pro-Israel lobbying groups and like sort of think tanks that he had a ready-made career to go at, at starting at Columbia when she fucking tried to get uh, Joseph Mossad's scalp. And, yeah, they thought, and it's just they like, thought she was going to be uh, like, you know, Etsy uh, Zionism. Like they thought that that's what they could bring with her. No, but like but the same with the same the same with Buttigieg is that like that that the, they're they're uh, they're popular in the right set of people because they are you know millennials who believe the exacts or are willing to parrot the beliefs mm-hmm. of like the dumbest, cruelest, richest assholes in this country, and, and you know out of touch people too. Yeah, like, but I think I think that they're popular and they're promoted because I think that these people like to sort of uh, put them on a pedestal as like, oh, like you know, these are one of the sensible kids. They're not all you know, like rude uh, Twitter, you know, communists or whatever. It's a very look. We have one too. Kind yeah, of yeah, but like, but also, the, I think they like telling themselves that, like, you know, hey, like, uh, hey, a lot of young people actually think like this too. So, like, you know, our when we die, uh, that won't be it. Uh, we'll live yeah. on in some way. But yeah, I don't know. It's it's a very strange thing because it's like, oh, they're trying to, th- this is like her and Buttigieg is a sort of attempt at um, youth window dressing these very like out of date ideas and um, the money must be great, I guess. Yeah. I mean, like I said, like if, if you're willing to do that, like you're, especially if you're young and conventionally attractive, like you will, you will always eat. You will, you will never miss a meal, um, you know, if you go down that path. But, like, I, I guess, like, what's funny about the, the resignation letter and, and certainly in light of uh, this idea that, you know, oh, my God, I was being bullied on Slack, which is, like, you know, you're an adult. You're getting paid, like, well over six figures a year to just fart out just an opinion column. It. I mean, even if, it, even if it is true, I mean, this comes on the heels of just, like, the week before this happened, we all had to deal with just one, another round of the most interminable debate imaginable regarding that Harper's letter that she was a signatory to, which seemed to be arguing the exact opposite of what she says in this resignation letter, which is like, you know, oh, we need to, like, you know, we need to be, uh, you know, say, hey, hey, toughen up, and, you know, you have, you have to, if you encounter, like, uh, people or beliefs that you don't agree with or who don't agree with you or don't like you, like, hey, that's just part of the game. And, you know, we all need to, hey, come on, buttercup. Like, let's let's get, you know, we're all in the game here. And then she seemed to, uh, 
I mean, like this whole thing is like, oh, like I, I'm, I'm unsafe because nobody likes me at my job because of my asinine opinions. Yeah, Barry wanted very badly to be canceled, but they just don't care enough, and uh, and so she had to do it herself. I, I'm, I'm interested to see uh, what she comes out with next. That'll be a, a fun bit of a, that'll be a fun six months of content for us. And you know, like as Felix said. Like, she's accused you personally of being anti-Semitic. Uh, I think, like, uh, uh, me as well. I, I forget. At one, yeah, what did she do with me? Oh, it's when I said I'm, uh, I thought it was funny that Michael Kelly died in Iraq after spending months promoting it and loudly and cheering it, for the war. Well, and she was just like... Even if you just remove that from politics, <laughs> it is hilarious. I mean, the guy's like, woo we're going to do the war. That's awesome. Oh, shit. Is that a fucking bridge abutment? Oh, damn. Yeah. No, yeah. <laughs> and, he, really, he really ate it. <laughs> and, you know, it's just like this is what I what I hate so much about things like uh, the letter, which is like I don't really hate the letter itself, but I hate like the, the debate around it. Isn't, it's like it's impossible to talk about because it's just like it's an issue that's just like a, it's a perfectly hermetically sealed loop. Like there's no way out of it. There, there's no there's no talk. There's no even way to talk about it because it's essentially everybody is engaging in the exact same thing. And just pointing out the hypocrisy doesn't really do you any favors because I think like if you scratch the surface, you'll find that you're basically doing the same thing. Like everybody has their own limits for what they think is like acceptable or reasonable in terms of a public debate about politics or whatever. And they're all trying to enforce their own borders on it. And this whole thing about, you know, free speech, I mean, like you can apply it equally to the left and right, but institutionally in terms of like the media, academia and like the business world, like, you know, it's only ever applied to the left. It, it, it's only ever just like a stalking horse to like, how, we, how can we sneak in a few more right wing views into polite society? Because like the problem that, that right wingers like, you know, like uh, find themselves in is that like they, they, they feel straitjacketed because their beliefs are so grotesque that polite society uh, shuns them. And, you know, like, for instance, like like any of any of Barry's views on Israel or whatever. I mean, like if you find yourself on the outs of those, she will cancel you in a fucking second as she's tried to do multiple times to, to us and, uh, you know, her former college professor. Yeah, since, literally well, since college. It's been her entire thing. Well, yeah, that's, I mean, this is why the cancel debate is uniquely awful and brain-rotting, and just, it gives you, if you read into it enough, if you spend enough time on it, it gives you the feeling of having filled up on bread. Yeah, yeah. You just yeah. feel like a vague po- poisoning, because, A... Every, it's clear that everyone has a completely different definition of it based on what their politics are. I mean, that's true of a lot of things, but it's especially true of this. B, there are maybe like five people who will write like the annoying article that's like, oh, uh, you know, it exists and I like it just to get like, you know, 20,000 clicks, whatever, mm-hmm. to keep your online publication circulating for another month. But uh, it's broadly unpopular enough as an idea that even people who are like vaguely for it will pretend that it doesn't exist it's this and, is why yeah, this I is mean, why you're like, right uh, about biden felix is that he could just win by just being like by the way that shit will be over well no well that <laughs> is how biden's gonna win because like his response to this is like come on man like the did you see what the the rnc the rnc is trying to get him with like him wearing a Redskins hat in like 1978. Yeah, no, with his son. He does not remember that. He doesn't remember any of this. He doesn't know what any of this is. And that's like, it's not that most Americans are like Dennis Leary and are like, 
like it's just that most people don't know or don't give a shit about any of it. PC, NPC, APC, freaking uh, up and down, yeah, D&D. Yeah. <laughs> APC, I thought we were talking about a type of jeans there, you pussy. Um, it's no, yeah, it's a no more, yeah. insofar as people are like, I don't yeah, know. What, I yeah, like well, yeah. Andrew Dice Clay. Like, in the, or in that, it's like most people have no idea what the fuck you're talking about. Yeah. Like, yeah. You sound stupid and insane. Yeah, right. It just... You, the volume of media you would have to consume to even understand, like, I don't know, the fucking Allison Roman thing is insane. Like, it's it's so much. And that, right, it's not to say, again, that people are anti-PC words. It's just that, yeah, they think what I do, which is, who gives a shit? Who fucking well, yeah. cares? No. But, but, I mean, I don't know. My personal theory is that we have a flare-up of this every three years. We have it every three years because every three years you get like sort of a organic or mostly organic social movement that is like a very apt response to uh, legitimate grievances. Uh, but because this is like a fucked up shitty country, all that gets channeled through our media consumption. So what started out as like encouraging and good by month two it's like, oh, um, we've we've uh, we've decided that uh, there's I don't know there's going to be a fucking uh, there's going to be a half Sephardi, half Ashkenazi Marvel character. We <laughs> right. need to do that. We're, uh, we're we here we here at Ann Taylor Loft are apologizing <laughs> for selling harem pants. Right. Uh, just <laughs> bullshit. Just like whatever things from well, things that, things last... from things from like pedophiles that own slaves that are yeah. just sort of like basking in the cultural moment. And um, by month three, it it just they it, they just start eating each other. Mm-hmm. And but then because most people, it's not that they're like strictly anti; they just don't give a shit. There's a disorganized but very big backlash to it. And then, like, a, a year later, everyone pretends that they weren't, like, trying to get middle schoolers fired from seventh grade for, like, saying the N-word on Snapchat. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it, the wonderful thing is that, like, when I – when this was happening and, like, I don't know, like, right when Twitter had, like, a woke onslaught, I remember people sort of tracking their behavior. And uh, it is – it's like reading, like – Vivian Gornick's The Romance of American Communism, where they're all like, I don't know what came over me. Uh, I don't know why I um, uh, attended the trial and testified against my own mother. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But you get very few of those people. Mostly they're people who act like it never happened. Right. Or the, I did yeah, get the, a few the, apologies once, though, and I was like, it's, I remember it's, that. it's fine. But uh, it, is, it is weird. It's, it's more frustrating that they don't acknowledge having participated in it, because it's like, Come on, man! You went a little crazy there, buddy. You got the you got the pitchforks and everything. Yeah, and just I mean, like, and 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 I hate it because it, it just it's it's one of these it's one of these debates or controversies that it's just like it's like a black hole. If you cross like the the gravitational terminator, like you will just be sucked into it, and like every atom in your body will be annihilated by it. Like so, the only the only way to just not engage. And Felix, I think you you summed it up exactly right when you said that like you know the the people on on the fucking letter and the people defending it as like a brave act of conscience are all people who have uh, 
either uh, frequent flyers on Jeffrey Epstein's plane, have yeah. never had a job anywhere other than like the Center for Israeli Settlements, and like, they've just been cosseted in this world, like completely free of competition or criticism their entire life. And then all the people like angrily condemning it are like they they just want Nanette. They, they just want Nanette on like everything on on TV, the internet, and culture is just just uh, Hannah Gadsby. That's it. That's yeah, what they want. Th- well, that's like why. I don't know. I'm well, making. I, like, I decided. Yeah, Noam, Noam Chomsky was on the letter. I mean, yeah, like, yeah, I think yeah, for, but for he's also 900 of, years old. I, I know, but for leftists of like a certain generation, they're very aware that, like, I don't know, Norm Finkelstein was a pretty bad uh, loss of, uh, to. Uh, cancel culture or whatever you want to call I'm, it. Right. I, mean, like, I mean, I'm right. exaggerating. I'm speaking hyperbolically. I mean, like, uh, no smoke with a gnome or our beautiful boy, Matt Carp. you know? I mean, like, I think there are good reasons, especially if you are have a left-wing p- point of view, especially in academia, to, you know, hold out the good fight for, you know, standards of sort of broad protections for free speech and political ad- advocacy, right? But... Uh, it's just the way it's been filtered through, like, you know, on, you know, just like the debate over it. It's just like, it's, it's, it's just, it's a lose lose situation. I will, yeah, I, I will say this. Like, the first people I saw canceled in America were canceled when right wingers had more control over the culture. And they were canceled for things like, you know, showing tits at the Super Bowl by accident <laughs> or, you know, being against the Iraq war. There are dozens, if not hundreds, of cases of people being canceled for not being adequately pro troop. Uh, of course, that changed, and that changed uh, as liberals sort of re- reasserted control over the culture after Obama. But it's like you should recognize that it doesn't end well, and it's not often a good thing to begin with. Uh, that said, the people on that on that l- l- letter, a lot of them, th- I don't think they believe that. Be- they clearly don't because I've seen what they've sure. done their their whole fucking career. Uh, but I do agree with that original idea that people should lefties especially should be wary of that. But and I, I think yeah. too, it, it's yeah. I mean, it's about like it's first of all, it's not a fight you want to leave to the right um, because for the people who, I mean, I'm sorry, like that should be that should be our fight, like the defense of of you know transgression and and things like that. But it's also just like. It's it speaks to kind of a helplessness, and I think that Felix brought it up as being cyclical. I think it's cyclical, but only like sort of incidentally. It really just happens when they realize they have no political power to do anything, mm-hmm. and they can't look up. So they look side to side, and they try and purify their weak little ranks, and uh, it's kind of an abdication uh, to their own futility it's like well we don't have the power to build anything good but we do have the power to like i don't know make uh the entire discourse miserable and insufferable and uh direct everything uh all of our attentions towards what amounts to dumb culture war bullshit and 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 completely like you know like somehow still sidestep conversations about civil rights or free speech or whatever I mean, I would just say, like, if you know, like the the, the correct way to uh, react to things like this, and and you know, professional charlatans like Barry Weiss, who are you know, 
you know, uh, trying to wind you up and be provocative, but then like when they get any stick for it, pretend to be like the world's, you know, just nail themselves to a fucking cross or whatever, uh, just pretend to be the world's biggest martyr. Like, I mean, I, it's, it's, it's infuriating, but I mean, I think you really do need to hew to a don't get mad, get even kind of point of view with this, where it's just like anytime that you invest these people, especially when you're in these sort of like media debates about jobs and platforms and things like that, anytime you invest in these, these charlatans the idea that they are kind of like dangerous or need to be sort of contained or uh, sort of cauterized away from the body politic i mean you're doing their work for them and and i just think the correct response is just you know very rude and dismissive mockery of uh, (laughs) of everything about these people or just or or ignoring them i mean i know that's hypocritical because you know we've made our bones making fun of these people but i i just you know i just think um it's just these people want to be thought of by you as like dangerous iconoclastic thinkers and i think if they were if they were left on their own just stark naked and like having to defend their ideas in a room full of people who aren't otherwise engaged you would realize how fucking utterly witless and fucking empty uh uh, their point of what they have to say is it's you just can't like put too much stock in the power that media even has to do these things i mean like we obviously like you know had this really traitorous initial incident with the media over like the Iraq war. And so people are like, well, the the Iraq war uh, proved that the media has the power to shape policy and, and lie and miseducate. And I'm not going to say that's like completely untrue, but one of the reasons that it was also like swallowed and digested pretty cleanly by the American public was that the entire government, including a lot of the Democrats also said there were weapons of mass destruction, also said that it was the right decision. So I I just think we have overestimated the power that the media has to do absolutely anything. I mean, there are these ideas like the Overton window. I'm not going to say they don't exist. I just hate that phrase so much. I they're, hate that phrase they're way so less much. Significant than, than people think they are. And when these people are like, oh, I'm, I'm so dangerous. It's like, you're not dangerous. We're not dangerous. We're fucking podcasting and writing articles. That doesn't like direct politics. That's this weird, vulgar Gramscian kind of, you know, we can manifest politics by, you know, conversations. It's just the most that we can possibly do is clarify or articulate something that's already happening. The media isn't the architect of politics. They're the fucking running dogs of capital or they're like <laughs> dorks on a podcast. But and, you know, like, they're what people interact with. And so that's what they trick themselves into thinking matters because it's right. what they can, what they feel like they can affect. And it gives the fantasy of, of any kind of control, which doesn't exist. And that's too terrifying to consider. Right. But that's why they think, well, you know, we can't, you know, we have to make sure so-and-so gets cut out of a Marvel movie because I don't know, he made a sexist joke on Twitter four years ago and it's like, it's not just that there's nothing wrong with that joke, whatever the joke is, or there's nothing wrong with jokes. It's not just that you shouldn't be trying to find people and get rid of them through purity tests. It's also that that doesn't do anything. Yeah, it doesn't no. do anything. Yeah, no. I mean, how You're many people who defend cancel culture shit also in the second breath say, oh, and it's never actually affected anybody? Well, then you shouldn't be wasting time on it. Right. Then, you shouldn't oh, be wasting so a single moment like, of your life to do something that your own admission for no reason? doesn't work. Yeah. 
Well, it doesn't actually do anything. Oh, so you're a loser with a creepy hobby. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, and, and, you know, she does mention she does mention the, the resignation letter like, oh, like, you know, Twitter is the, the ombudsman for The New York Times now. And, you know, like to, to the extent that like any journalistic or cultural outlet or journal of thought or opinion finds itself chasing the, you know, week to week, moment to moment, fucking like uh, just what people are talking and saying on Twitter. Like, yeah, like that is you're slitting your own throat in the long run. But I think the reason these people have such a fucking sort of like, you know, pebble in their shoe about Twitter is that like, especially for people like Barry and a lot of the other people at the New York Times, it's like the the, the first time in their life anyone's ever told them like, uh, you suck, fuck you, fuck off. Like, or, you know, the idea they're, they're always like, oh, you know, Twitter is not the place for rational debate. And it's like, uh, no, it's not. But it is a good place to just, you know, just say fuck off to like the most like overpromoted fucking uh, just fevered egos out there because like like we said it's like the, the the Barry Pete Buttigieg thing is that they've just been pat on their fucking little heads their entire life and by older richer more powerful people and then like when they find out that their peers or any or just anyone out there in a public forum is capable of just telling to telling them to eat shit or sending them a, you know a rude gif or emoji god forbid then uh, that is that's apocalyptic to them so I mean, I just, I just like overall, like, uh, don't pe- don't pay these people the respect of pretending that their hiring or firing is some kind of political victory or defeat for your cause, or nor that like they have some some personal power over you by by how dangerous their their thoughts and writing is or how harmful it is like when yeah, it's like, Barry Weiss has never once influenced a single piece of policy and never will. Yeah, like, just sh- useless. Uh, but. Also, like, you know, just have some distance. When you look at this stuff, when you look at these publications, just, like, go into it completely, you know, depersonalized and be like, oh, this is the squawk box of the liberal ruling class. Uh, We can uh, sort of analyze some of their weird pathologies and sex perversions by reading their fucking uh, op-ed columns. And, uh, you know, it's funny. But, uh, yeah. Most you can get is insight into their pathology and and worldview. You're not going to like do anything with those platforms. That's not how newspapers work. Yeah, and I guess, I guess my final thought on this is, you know, hopefully this will be the last time we talk about her in a long time. I know, I know, I know. Felix is oh, uh, she's coming back. <laughs> but you know, I mean, like the the joke ultimately is like you'd think like her resigning from the New York Times would mean that. Uh, there would be less opportunity to uh, hear about her cretinous thoughts or think about her, but the exact opposite is true. I've had to fucking think about her. We've had to fucking read about her like a hundred times more in the past week than uh, we were before. So there we go. It's the only um, skill she has intellectually is to make people talk about her despite her being completely uninteresting and totally me- uninfluential. Medium talent. Medium talent. Okay, uh, moving on. Uh, there's another bit of political news that is that is very funny that I that I do want to bring up, which is uh, Jeff Sessions being defeated in his primary run by former Auburn coach <laughs> Tommy Tommy Tuberville. And Tommy this Tuberville. is Tommy Tuberville, which is just such a good name. It's just it's so perfect. It's Tommy like it's Tuberville a, is a is a, a, a character from a fantasy realm where everyone's made out of like rubber tubing. <laughs> It's like a like or like a HR puffin stuff like one yeah. of those like sort of like children's like, shows like in the seventies about He's like the name of one of the drugs. wacky tube men from in front of a of a, a 
a car dealership. Uh, Tuberville hey, look, was actually uh, it was, Thomas <laughs> Tuberville. Tuberville was actually a uh, it was a it was a subdivision of Halloween Town from A Nightmare Before Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, but this is significant because uh, you know Jeff Sessions was the first Republican senator to endorse Trump when like that was still a very far out position. He was the one who correctly read the tea leaves about where the party and the election was going to go. And he got in on the ground floor. He thought he was being so damn slick. And he was because he Trump made him attorney general. And he was just like, okay, I'm the nation's top cop. And that like, you know, I, you know, the, I'll be the adult in the room for Trump. And it's just like, nope. (laughs) <laughs> nope, yeah, so you got didn't work out sorry because they because, made he made him attorney general and then he acted like a normal attorney general and it's like no idiot when you signed on to this you signed on to the whole thing that means hanging out with him and watching fox and friends and telling him how smart he is and doing whatever he wants and now uh, yeah, you're uh, owned you got owned by some football imbecile having, having your having your bulletproof convoy leave you at the mcdonald's because your order is taking too long <laughs> <laughs> shit like that but um I, what, what I like about this is, uh, Felix, you said something about this, and I thought it was a, a, a very, very on point. Um, but you said that, like, that sports candidates are going to be the candidates of the future, like the, the Tubervilles of the world on both the Republican and the Democratic side are going to be like the next wave of candidates for higher office. And what you said that I thought was really on point was you said that, like, Americans look at sports figures the way political consultants think they look at the troops and veterans we have we have sports figures instead of uh war heroes because like even americans that kind of like make those annoying posts that are like oh how come there is an award show for all the troops instead of these (laughs) actors like those imbeciles the people that brian from street fight finds on facebook um they don't actually believe they're war heroes because we have we're not fighting any heroic wars, and even the most militaristic person does not think we are fighting. Yeah, heroic they're wars. losers. Yeah, no. Why we, would I idolize a fucking loser? Right. The oh, thing- I, I got a. I, I went there. I, I I had my soul wrenched from my body by trauma that I've endured and inflicted, and I got a communications degree, and now I have to run under the table every time there's fireworks. <laughs> I was a bodyguard for like some afghani pedophile <laughs> and, <laughs> and, and all i have to show for it is that i scare my wife whenever there's a loud commercial and i have a dodge charger that i bought with 58 percent apr that's yeah, why no, dan crenshaw like, is not going to be the savior that he thinks no, he's going to be no one likes like, dan crenshaw he's got a big fucking hole in his face from what defending afghanistan's biggest pederast opium producers yeah like dan, <laughs> the only dan dan crenshaw there's actually this amazing parallel in the republican party where they have their own versions of like pete and liz like yeah. uh fucking josh holly is liz because all the all the like smart republicans are like oh he's really got great plans and all the left- yeah no he's the plans guy you're yeah, right yeah but it's like a- actual voters are just like you look like shit your wife's a disaster <laughs> so, you have, yeah uh but like that's what it would be like if he ran for president against the trump back candidate no. but then you have fucking a republican pete which is a guy who actually went to war but is nonetheless just so plastic and repellent to the average voter if he attempted a national level run in Dan Crenshaw that he would similarly get nowhere. Yeah, he's a fucking loser. He's a simp. He's yeah. a simp for the empire. Yeah. It's like yeah, even even voters kind of feel like you're a sucker if you sign up. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, like you might respect the troops, but it's really respect tempered with a lot of pity. 
Yeah. yeah. You don't uh, look up to them the way you look up to a guy who wins a fucking football game. A guy, a, a, guy, a guy who maxes out to Republican senatorial candidates, gives the whole the full like $2,800 amount. He, his, in his heart of hearts, what he truly thinks in his heart is, you know what, those troops are brave, but they would never be so smart as to own like the third biggest used Audi dealership in <laughs> Nebraska, like I do. Yep. My, 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 honey, yep. my honey pays me back with pity, the basis coin there is. <laughs> No, it's like, yeah, Tommy Tuberville, he's bringing home the Rose Bowl trophy. Fucking yeah. Dan Crenshaw's bringing home one less eye, fucking domestic <laughs> violence, and like a uh, pill addiction, probably. Not Dan Crenshaw personally. I don't want to get sued. But, you know, you know, I mean, broadly, the Dan Crenshaw yeah. figure in our society. Right. It's yeah. nothing you want to, like, luxuriate. You'd rather ignore it. Yeah. Uh, by watching sports and, and, and validating awesome sports guys. And you know, and you sports, know what? Though, sports you know, is also... It's the only thing Americans know about. Make yes. an American, ask an American to describe the last five years in Afghanistan or Iraq or the fight <laughs> against ISIS. Even the most pro-Trump person who brags about how Trump beat ISIS, they have no idea what happened. Yeah. But they can describe even like a fucking preseason game to you every yeah. minute of it. And, and you know, here's the thing. I, I, I think uh, the, the, the purchase of the sports figure politician will – is becoming even more immediate and appealing at a time when there is literally no sports in America right now, and yeah. it is driving everyone right. insane. We miss our like, games. If you're if you're if you're if you're a man in this country, and I, I know there are uh, women sports fans, but if you're a man in this country, sports is the third thing you can talk about with another guy. The first two yeah. things being you or me, and you know that's sort of rude to begin with. So sports. And then, you know, close second, the weather are just always yeah. there. But the weather sucks. It's boring as shit. And then there's no sports. We have nothing to fucking think or talk about anymore at all. So that's why I think, you know, yeah, let's get some. Let's, we, if the Democrats were smart, they would get on this sports train right now. They would promote Greg Popovich to run for fucking office in Texas. Uh, like, but, I mean, but that's the problem. They're not smart. Like the Democrats are just going to keep fielding like. Guys who sat in an air-conditioned room in Kabul for two years. They're, yeah. they're just going to keep getting veterans, even though they do nothing but lose. And go, see, you fucking morons love this shit, right? There are athletes right in front of you, and, uh, I mean, they don't want to win. That's it. But because, mm -hmm. like, what we said is, like, like what, what Trump proved is not that, like, any billionaire can become president, but that it's that any famous person can become yes. president. And it's just, like, if you're, if, you're, if you're a successful athlete, or even just, like, an athlete who's like well known in the state that your team plays in. It's like you have a built in platform and fan base and trust among the people voting for you because they yep. associate you with winning like people did with Trump. Yep. And it's independent of the press. Like you don't have to worry yes, about them exactly. making or breaking you the way they can with a politician. Mm -hmm. And also, also like a losing college football coach. I mean, they're awful, and we could we could probably do three episodes about the benefits that college football programs get from the state and uh, uh, allied class interests and everything. But just in terms of their employment and their public perception, they seem to face – if you're just an average person, you would assess that the college football coach faces more accountability than your elected representative. Huh, absolutely. Yeah, if they do a bad job for long enough, they get canned. Yeah. But if you do a good job, you can be <laughs> the the highest paid public employee in the state that yeah. you work in. And like the number oh, two you're guy Alexander. and like like the number two guy is not even close 
Like when right. fucking, uh, with like the, with the, uh, Harbaugh, like the Michigan guy, like what he makes at the University of Michigan, I guarantee you the governor of Michigan makes like one tenth of what he does. Right. Yeah, not even the, close. The, the second in command in like a sort of medium blue state where they haven't, they've gutted public services less is a guy who's worked in the Department of Sanitation for 78 years. And he makes what? Like $198,000 a year. The football coach makes millions. He makes yep. millions, and he is prima nocta on every <laughs> If he's winning. If he's winning. Dude, uh, Urban Meyer, it would be an honor, sir, for you to knock up my wife. I would love to have a football playing son. My seat is too weak, sir, but I will vote for you. Yeah, no, that's every, like, every guy in America who wears, like, pullover windbreakers. They're, that's yeah. what they're about. Yeah. And you know, like, it's not like there's any shortage of like, uh, democratic to progressive leaning athletes out there, you know, but it's just, this is an untapped resource. Pod save guys. Come on, get on this. I mean, I, I can't make this argument, but you guys, I think you can pick up this, this mantle and run this chalice. And We're giving the winners you an idea. Out there. Get back yeah. to some the game. fucking winners for once. That one's for free. Yeah. Yeah. They keep, they keep giving us these losers. It's like, Oh, here's a woman with highlights who worked in the CIA for five years. What the <laughs> fuck are you doing? Hey, um, she, she's a girl boss that personally redacted and uh, fucking uh, shredded every copy of the uh, tor- Inspector General's yeah, report on torture. Exactly. Exactly. Like what? I mean, it's almost like they're not trying to win. <laughs> Ooh. Well, you know what? As long as we're talking about winning and sports, I've got I've got a topic that is tailor made for us. Let's talk about esports and the U.S. military. Woo! Ooh. Let's go, baby. So I know you guys must have seen that the the army has been way behind on their recruiting quotas for in this quarter. Why? I don't of, understand why you wouldn't want to join the army. It seems like such a great time. Well, I mean, I, the, I in the article I read about in the Wall Street Journal, like they, they're 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 pegging a lot, like you know, they're they're weighing a lot of it on the idea of like you know COVID and that they can't you know go to the state fair or the the poorest high school in the district and set up a fucking table anymore. But like, I mean, that that seems to be a little bit of an excuse making. I mean, Frank, quite frankly, you know, if you're a soldier, I don't want to hear the excuses. Okay, tell me about winning. Not not about excuses. That's that's for babies. But the thing is, like, the Army's recruiting fucking has been going downhill for quite some time, even before this COVID shit happened. And it's like, you know, not hard to figure out why. You know, 9-11 happened and like that pool of fucking 18 to 25 year olds with just like too much fucking cum in their balls and a hard, you know, a hard on for the flag had no lived experience of war or memory of it whatsoever, other than the time they saw Saving Private Ryan in theaters. The Zoomers now, like this next pool of people that they're showing you, who have lived every fucking day of their lives under the war on terror. Do you think there's any big fucking motivation out there to fucking join up? Yeah. No. Yeah, no. But where it's there is so motivation all, to join all like up. The older brothers coming back. It looks like a great time. <laughs> but where, what, they're, what, what these kids are doing is they're playing video games and they're on Twitch. So the military has been going in a big way. Like every branch of the military now has their own esports team and they sponsor a lot of the biggest streamers on Twitch. And like this is their new campaign. This is the new this is the new frontier for army recruiting, which is uh Twitch and video game streaming. So I mean I gotta go straight to you, Felix. I mean what what do, what do you make of all this? Well I this was actually very, very weird because I'm not gonna reveal too much because I'm a superstitious person and I think that things you talk too much about they just end up not happening but me and jack wagner from uh from, yeah but still yeah but still i'm sorry it, i get it there's um 
another podcast called uh yeah dude and i always like fuck up those two names because they're so close that's together. their fault for having dumb names for their podcasts yeah we would never have a dumb name for our <laughs> podcast. at least at least it's not easily confused with another yeah, similar yeah, sounding we, dumb I, podcast. We, I would never i would never i would never name my podcast after something that has just been a fucking anchor around my neck since the first time i said it <laughs> on episode one. Yeah, a thing that you'll be cursed to tell cab drivers who are insistent yeah, about yeah exactly where you are. anytime anyone yeah. asks me what the name yeah. of my podcast is i have Were to feel you, like a, a just a a a, a deep fucking uh, just tinge of fear moving up my spine. Uh, yeah, yeah. What's your podcast called? This is a dumb bullshit for morons. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Dumb shit. Um, <laughs> but uh, no, we 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 wrote something. We had this thing that we wanted to do for like a year, and it's basically it's about an esports team that is unwittingly a part of Gladio and the military industrial <laughs> complex. That's ba- that's the best way I can describe it. We have, we, we wrote the pilot. We have a bunch of other shit for it. We think it's really good. And we're trying to figure out how to pitch it. Hey, but, hey, 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 no, no, no plugging on company time, Phillips. This, this, this is your own deal. No, I'm, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I don't, I, this is never going to get made. I'm not plugging. Uh, but, um, this is basically a storyline, <laughs> I think, <laughs> if I'm not. But, uh, the, like, so I think this more than anything so shows the degeneration of America and the gigification of everything. Because I remember they had a re- recruiting co- tool like this when I was a kid. And it was awesome. It was called America's Army. It was basically a reskin of this very good game that was incredible that me and my nerd friends played all the time called Operation Flashpoint which was a hyper-realistic military simulator. And I mean hyper-realistic in that you would spend four hours with your friends arguing about which hill to go up. But I loved it. We loved it. But America's Army was a reskin of that. And it was... The maps were smaller, and you would play sort of Counter-Strike-style maps. There were a bunch of weird things about it because, yeah, it was an army recruiting tool. Like, it was... America's Army versus Op 4. And by Op 4, they mean, like, the Taliban, usually. But the thing was, you could never, you know screen record yourself shooting at army soldiers so no matter what you were you the player were always army and the other force was always op for and you know it was uh, i'd say like they got some nerds to sign up through it but for the most part it was unsuccessful because uh operation flashpoint was a very difficult and nerdy game because in Maybe they would do this now, but back then you couldn't make a Call of Duty style game where you get like you get the perks of like getting a pit bull that you can throw at people uh, <laughs> if you get enough kills. But uh, instead of giving us something, instead of giving us a fun free to play game that's just a reskin of another better game, but with a bigger player base, uh, i.e., worse players that you can pub stomp, uh, they're having people do esports for the army and presumably just get fucking slaughtered by people with uh multicolored bull cuts named like uh trioxix or <laughs> or blorks no like, but like the, like, army, is, the is, army esports team it's gonna be like when the army you know when the army football team plays like i don't know done about college football but i know what happens when the army football team plays like you know michigan like a, a team of full-time football players. It's going to be like that. They're so going to get just fucking like, smoked. It's just like it's like, it's like the, like the army Twitch streamer guys. Like, and apparently they are also banning people from the chat for being like, hey, what's up with all these war crimes, dude? 
<laughs> and they're like, yeah. "Hey, dude, dude, mods are gonna, yeah, sorry, like you're gonna get, you're getting kicked out of the chat for that." Yeah, but like, so what? Like, they're just playing games, and they're like, "Hey, like, hey, hey, poggers, like, hey, how'd you like to play Fortnite for eighteen grand a year?" But there's no response. Cool, dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it's also like, how much money? What's? I don't think you would be able to make millions of dollars in the army esports team there's just no way and other teams that's a possibility if you're good enough but um it is it's hyper real that is one thing i can give them for this hyper normal hyper normal (laughs) hyper real thing they did uh there's just just what there's one detail in this and this is uh jordan ewell in the nation uh he writes here that uh Twitch viewers in the Army channel are repeatedly presented with an automated chat prompt that says they could win an Xbox Elite Series 2 oh, controller. Oh, this is so scummy. An enhanced controller with customizable options and extra paddles for advanced play that costs upwards of $200. And a link where they can enter the giveaway. It, too, directs them to a recruiting form with no additional mention of a contest, odds, total number of winners, or when the drawing will occur. The Army declined to comment. And I love this because this is like the 21st century version of like what the British Navy would do in the 19th century where you just like fall asleep at a pub and then wake up on a fucking ship that's sailing to Shanghai and then they're like, well, you're here now. Better hold fast for another two and a half years yeah, of rum, no. sodomy, and the lash. To give a little context to the Elite Controller, <laughs> uh, you know you know who gets the Elite Controller? It's 16-year-olds who play Fortnite at a decently high level on either PC or console, but are controller players, uh, though they just nerfed aim assist, or room temperature IQ Call of Duty players. They are, you know who they're going for for this one. What's the commonality between those two and someone who would click that link? They're 17 years old. Yeah, This is true. fucking awful. This is awful. I think it'll be, I actually think it'll be more effective than America's army and picking up like a, a certain type of recruit. But I think for the most part, the zoomers aren't that into joining the army. It's very uncool to be in the army. What I do think will happen is, uh, well, this is interesting. The, the way, the way that the army has come off through this and the language that they've used on the official accounts and stuff, they do behave like discord groomers. And <laughs> Is it? Is it? What is a recruiter? But a groomer? He, no, I, no, that is that is the uh, most well, grooming job imaginable. It's recruiters in like a student loan, uh, you know, companies. Like it's yeah, fine. Yeah. What is what does a recruiter do? But you know, find some seventeen year old who's like probably lacking a parental figure and go, ah, you're so smart for your age. I go, <laughs> I really, really, really know where you could excel. Um, oh, you don't have a dad? That per- sucks. Yeah, hey, perfect like, merger. <laughs> Poggers, pod claps. Yeah, perfect merger of the thing that they're like and the thing that they are. <laughs> oh, my God, yeah. Because, like, did you see that the Army account, like, I don't know. I've seen, like, the we've had a sort of recent wave of uh, Me Too's in gaming, and shocker, most of the Me Too's are grooming. It's the form of doing a scummy you know sex crime thing where you don't ever have to leave your gamer chair uh like they've gotten a lot of like pretty big guys for grooming and the way that people from what i've picked up from like looking at all these over the past few months is like the the guy will 
the gaming guy will try to affect the sort of like cutesy anime persona of like oh. saying ooh yeah ooh 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 ooh, 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 ooh so wholesome and it's like hey, you're, hey, you're, hey, you're hey, 34 uh, you're 34 talking to a 16 year old you hey hey did you know uh, oh. Fallujah, Fallujah still has the world's highest rate of birth defects ooh ooh yeah well that <laughs> but that's like what the army account is like the official army esports account is has that thing they literally say uwu and do like the little like anime girls and shit so it, it's really quite repulsive. very dark very yeah. dark i mean like yeah. it's just man i mean like it's just making me feel old because i remember back at back in my day i was you know i, I was unsuccessfully cajoled into joining the u.s marines by a very early cgi lava monster on a oh, television that, ad. Was, that, ad, that ad was awesome <laughs> that ad owned oh, and now it's they're like they're like yeah like ggs guys hey you like dr disrespect uh how about you consider becoming dr honor and respect because that's what yeah. the army is really all about no it is it's Man, I wish they just made another America's Army. Like, why can't they just like, do that? What, I, what I'm confused about is, like, are they pitching this to kids as, like, hey, being in the military is just like being in your favorite th- video game. It's, like, pretty much the same thing. Wouldn't would you like to do this in real life? I think it's more, like, sort of brand integration. Like, integrating the Army brand into this pre-existing world of Twitch groomers. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. kind of, yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, just like hey, can I connect? Can I come to your high school with a bottle of Bartles and James, and we can sit in my car and talk? Uh, Oh god, yeah. Well, it is. It's kind of like because it's like the army has this problem where Zoomers don't want to sign up, and they're like, okay, where are the Zoomers at? The Zoomers are all wearing cat ears and thigh highs, like (laughs) sending anime girls to each other. Okay, that's the business the army has to be in. I just love the idea of like some like R. Lee Ermy, like uh, you know, gunnery sergeant guy having to do this shit now. Yeah, oh my god. Yeah, he just like <laughs> just like just like gritting his teeth while putting on thigh highs and shit. <laughs> or just having to talk to these kids and like, you know, just yeah, like uh <laughs> It's like, it's like trying to like 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 some guy who spent his entire life doing like full metal jacket shit and they're like, Okay, gunny. Like your next assignment, like you got, you're getting on Animal Crossing. You got to talk to these kids. You got to groom you're, these youths. And by yeah, the way, I mean, you, you also can't abuse them in any racially or gendered terms. Like the guy's like, what the fuck? I spent 30 years only training to fucking racially abuse people. How am yeah. I going to break down their will? I'm I giving like, them some like fucking the new, some new fucking uh, deep sea fish on Animal Crossing. What the fuck is this? I like the idea of them have. There's like a room of operators who are now recruiters and they're just there's like a whiteboard up and they're making them identify different slice of life animes oh what a dark world oh very very dark very dark i mean shit we would just talk to david roth like a fucking like on our last episode about the scene in starship troopers where like the 11 year old is like hey i'm i'm doing i'm doing my part and yeah you know, that's 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 where we're at now yeah except uh, that 11 year old is wearing cat ears <laughs> no, oh, right, no. I think the, yeah, the 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 recruiter groomer thing is like yeah, that that's exactly how society should look at army recruiters. Like, <laughs> just do, dude, dude, some like old ass man. Why the fuck are you trying to talk to kids, dude? What the, get the fuck out of here? Like, why are you trying to talk to some kid about their hopes and dreams, dude? Get you know, fucking arre- arrest this fucking it's guy. It's yeah, wildly it's sus. Very sus. Man, it's very fucked up. <laughs> very dark well okay i guess the uh the last thing i want to talk about today just like uh, just a, a little bit of trump ephemera that i've enjoyed this week uh and that is uh trump 
White House screening of Cars 2 featuring all the Goya beans you can eat. He's loving it. Did you see him? He, had a, he was at his desk doing his Terry Richardson, Terry Richardson thumbs up pose in front of a selection of Goya bean cans. He was endorsing <laughs> the delicious Goya products that we should all consume. And th- this is all, of course, a result of like the latest like idiotic like uh, boycott and then a counter boycott because it was like, I don't know, the president of Goya was like, yeah, I support Trump. We love we love Trump. And now now this has become, I guess, part of the RNC's like Latino outreach program where they're like, oh, uh, Democrats don't want you to have your uh, your free. They don't want you to have your delicious Your traditional beans that you people love. They don't want you to have any of them. They don't and, want and, you to have the and, precious and beans. And this has led to like like so many other things before it of like uh you know, uh, people destroying uh, the the, the K cup coffee machine that they spent eight hundred dollars on, or when, yeah. or when people were lying face down in dumpsters because Gavin told them that it would like you know make libs mad. Now it's you have the specter of like MAGA people on Twitter eating like just Goya straight out of the can, no preparation, yep. just cold, like eating beans like fucking Rorschach or like some fucking concoction, <laughs> some fucking. Ca- Eating some fucking concoction, then like you know, I, you know, I'm a fan of Goya's food products, but I swear to God, I saw this. Yeah, but you're not the, a hobo. This, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I saw this one concoction. It was called like a Goya like California salad, and I swear to God, it looked like cat food. And there was this 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 post where someone had dumped it out on a paper plate and was eating it with a plastic spoon, and they were like, "Yum, delicious! Can't wait to eat more of this." Very mm. funny. Very good. I just I think it's very important that people that people eat the beans to show <laughs> to, to to own the libs. I, what I love about this is that it, it it is like the politics rendered into pure symbol. Nobody knows that you're eating the beans. The libs they're not aware. It's just in your head. You you have you have committed a political act and you have defeated a political opponent by eating a bean. It is so funny though the way when when it comes to these like these these <laughs> these, these, po- these political corporate boycotts the way they just the way they just ping pong back and forth depending on who's doing the boycotting or what because it was like you know was it like fucking like ted cruz was just like you know like I'm, i've never thought i'd see the day where democrats would be boycotting eating beans we all love to eat beans but then like fucking like two months ago he was fucking saying like i mean i guess disney doesn't want my business because frozen 2 uh has anti-republican you know propaganda in it where it's just like uh, if you're a Republican, like, is it one of the good things about being a conservative that you've like liberated yourself from the need to like be socially uh, fucking uh, ad, you know, or just be like sort of socially uh, gratified by the products that you buy? You know what I mean? Like, well, no, no, like- no. That, that's this is a monkey spot thing. Something that Matt has long identified, and 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 you is that Republican like conservatives. They will win everything. They will win all branches of government. And then they're just unhappy because at the end of the day, what they really want is cultural respect and it's impossible for them to get it. That's like the one actual blue firewall they can't take down. They're sore winners. It's It's the nature of their sort of cultural approach to politics is that they're like, but also everyone has to like me. Right. It's but the Barry Weiss it, it, thing. It's not so much that she gets hired out of college to be like a, you know, fucking have the sweetest fucking plum gig in the media. She needs to be loved by everyone as well. But in their quest to control the culture like the libs, they have become the most annoying libs, the most annoying, like, resistocrat Twitter libs of, yeah, um, 
this is the mere image of like this makes Donald Trump mad if I like an inclusive Marvel movie, even though no one gives a shit while you're doing this. If I'm eating my cold beans alone, it's defeating somebody. They have be they have become they have become Krastensteins in their quest. Uh, we all no, that's the that's where everyone will end up because as you have less and less control over any level of meaningful power. You have to seek uh, some sort of solace somewhere, and it's at the level of ab- of abstract ritualized behavior. So you eat the beans. It's very ritualized. They're eating small beans. <laughs> They're eating small beans. That's the, and the only and, way and, that they can, they want to devour and consume them and if, take if their power. If you're a Republican, you're either eating small beans or trying to recruit them into the U.S. military. <laughs> <laughs> No, but uh, this is sort of like an addendum to this, like uh, the, the whole shit the other week with uh, with Parler, like the, the the free speech fucking yeah. uh, social media app. And it's just like it's like it's like what happened with Gab before it is the exact same thing is going to happen with Parler where they all get on there and they're like, yeah, I can say whatever I want, like free from being shadow banned or, or yelled at or whatever. And then they find it sucks because if you're just if you're not triggering the libs, there's no fucking point to it. And And the Parler CEO the other week offered like a lib bounty and he said yes. I, will, I will pay twenty thousand dollars to any liberal figure who has like twenty thousand or more followers on facebook or twitter to join an account on part like make an account on parlor and promote it once on social media i, would, I was like i would do I would, it I would, well first yeah. no i would not do it for 20 grand because i have way more than twenty thousand no, dollars. Yeah. i would do it for like a hundred and fifty thousand dollars i would make a parlor account and promote it if you paid me two hundred thousand dollars a year i would be the guy i would like have all the annoying lib opinions i would like always be like why don't we uh why don't we take the christ out of christmas <laughs> and, and i would i would pay me that much i will get yelled at every day i will come up with the most annoying things to get screamed at constantly at the end of every day I'll be, i will call parlor the hell site the real hell site <laughs> and i'll go i'm taking i'm taking a hiatus after the, the latest time i've got yelled at and then come back the next day 200k a year i will bring thousands to your website to yell at me I have I have money for uh, for just being an online like a digital rodeo clown. Mm -hmm. No, I will. I am happy to do this. I am happy to do this. But let's talk turkey. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. Just just let's. I I will post every day about how like I will update everyone on my progress about like uh, on parlor about like I'm I'm working overtime to make sure my cat turns queer. Yeah, no, I'm, I, will, I will, on Halloween, I will, I will pretend that I'm giving out copies of Chelsea Handler's book. <laughs> like, just the most, I will be the biggest character lib. I will be so annoying. I will get everyone to yell at me. I will bring everyone to your site. And I will constantly post a notes app saying I'm leaving and come back. Please. I want to buy a boat. And it, just, uh, and I guess like the other thing I was thinking about this in terms of the uh, like like brand boycotts, like politically based brand boycotts, is a. Uh, do you remember back in two thousand four when John Kerry was the Democratic nominee and like Republicans? Fondly. Tried, yeah, <laughs> it was a great time in my life. It was wonderful <laughs> for everyone. But uh, this is like when Republicans they all tried to. Uh, to not eat Heinz ketchup because of his wife being the Heinz <laughs> yeah, heiress yeah, or whatever. Took it out of like, the restaurants they, at the yes, RNC, yes, at the RNC in, New in New York City in 2004. Like the restaurants around Madison Square Garden where all the, 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 the hogs were lining up. They made sure to replace or just at least debrand the Heinz ketchup bottles. But it's just like, what the fuck? I mean, honestly, like if you're talking about products... Heinz really is like a, a monopoly that ketchup. deserves it. It's, every other ketchup is fucking inferior to Heinz the 57. 
It's, yeah, it's, it's a good one. It, it, it is inarguable. And like I was saying, what's so baffling to me is like, if you are a fucking, you know, like an amoral, soulless Republican whose like entire worldview is just like, you know, I got mine, fuck everyone else. Like, just don't you want the best? Why do you give a shit? I mean, like, Teresa Hines carries another fucking evil, rich vampire like you. Who gives a shit that her husband is the Democratic this nominee? Is why, this is why Trump is more relatable to normal people than these weird, like, um, you know, umbrage taking Republicans. That he was just like, Coca-Cola is garbage, It's all, only fat people drink it, but I'll still keep drinking it. Like, he would never boycott. Yes, yes. It's okay, I'll keep choice. drinking that garbage. Yeah, yes, I'll that- keep drinking that garbage is one of the most poignant things an, <laughs> an American president has ever said. Like, credit absolutely, to him. Absolutely, absolutely. And you good. know what? Yeah. That's how most people are. They're not like yes. these weird principled, like, they don't think that not eating the ketchup is doing anything because they're not fucking morons trying to do mystical ketchup voodoo and you know like the coca-cola company is obviously like a leviathan level evil what the fuck am i gonna do drink pepsi get the fuck out of here garbage garbage trash animals god yeah it's not fit for swine well there we go uh just i i mean you know what i just uh I'm, I'm gonna still. I'm gonna keep eating those beans. I'm gonna keep thinking about those beans. You know, it's just like uh, Goya. I'm sorry. Like they, they basically have their own aisle in the supermarket. What am I gonna do? Get an inferior bean brand? Fuck out of here. I don't give a shit. All companies are evil. Beans. All companies are beans. evil. There's no way no, out of this. No, There's no way out. The beans. Eat the beans. Did you see Chelsea Handler like? posted a picture where oh, she dresses up. Oh, God. Up. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, but the, 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 the bean, so she posted her own photo making fun of the Ivanka photo of the beans uh, where she dresses up exactly like her, but she's posting, like, Conagra beans, and she's like, these are beans without the racism, and it's like, yeah, no, Conagra. <laughs> Great company. <laughs> yeah. Very I, inclusive. I, literally, yeah, that, that, I don't understand this shit. It's actually kind of, I don't know, maybe reassuring that... Um, that Republicans are doing these big, like, uh, you know, a, a consumer-based activism thing, too, because then people will be like, oh, this is all stupid. And also, eh, there's no good company. No, <laughs> they're, yeah, there really they're isn't. They're all bad. Uh, Except for Dr. Bronner's. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah yes, yes, yeah. Dr. Bronner. Yeah, he, he enlarged his mind. All one, all one. Yeah. Dr. Bronner should be the only brand. They should supply like not just the wonderful Castile soap, but I think our, our food and water as well. And every product should have like a manifesto written on it. I you know? completely agree. Well, Dr. Um, Bronner to like bring him back. It shows like what babies, what a baby Barry Weiss is because a, she's not a true crank. She's boring. But B, if you were like an interesting crank, you used to just make a product and then everyone had to read your crap. Yeah. Had <laughs> to. Like, had to. Got to. I'm yeah. in the shower. I'm letting, I'm letting my conditioner saturate. I got time. I want a little reading material. Yeah. Dr. Bronner needs to make beans. Oh, oh yes. my God. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Be amazing. That would be the perfect squaring a circle that everybody could eat the correct politically branded bean, and then we wouldn't even have to have elections. We could just count the bean tally. Yeah. Uh, I was going to say. It's like a giant eating contest, and who ate the right beans, they get the president. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Chelsea Handler's bean photo was almost as good as the photo of her where she had Henry Kissinger's book over her twat in the bathtub. That was uh, (laughs) was was excellent. That was excellent. I love to think about that. I love to think about Henry Kissinger's face looking out directly from Chelsea Handler's crotch (laughs) at me. (laughs) I I love to think about it every day. Lots of jowls. Lots of, yeah, little... (laughs) 
visceral sort of uh, imagery there. Mm. It's fucking it's like society. It's like the movie Society. That's what that fucking shit makes me think of. <laughs> yeah. All right, guys. Um, from our beans to yours, you know, just eat the just, beans. Eat the beans. Refry them. You know, get get them get them already cooked in the can. I mean, I, I like I like the dry beans myself. You know, soak them overnight and just just fucking you just simmer them all day long. Delicious, wonderful. Put a half an onion in there if they're black beans. Fucking do a half an orange in there and some salt. Damn. Get a little of that citrus flavor in there. Well, oh, you crazy. You're, you're eating good. You're eating good. Those those black beans are where it's at. So, guys, um, to all you small beans, beans out there, um, the just beans. just eat the beans. Stay away from eat the military the groomers. Um, just just pod claps all around, guys, and stay away from Barry Rice. Yeah. Goodbye, Barry. Bye. We're crying Bye. over you. Let's go out with "Goodbye Horses" by Cute Lazarus. <laughs>